everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and we are taking a look at episode three of Batwoman, Down, Down, Down. Now, before we get into this episode, uh, I'd like to dedicate it, actually, to my wife, Arlene. Um, Arlene, <clears throat> Arlene is my real-life superhero. Uh, while this episode is about Batwoman, uh, to me, uh, my wife is Wonder Woman. She's been a breast cancer survivor for close to seven years now, and I'm just going to tell you what this disease throws at her she takes it like a champ and she fights for all she has and I mean seeing what she goes through I, I don't know I mean personally if it was me I, I don't know if I could handle it but you know what she takes it all in stride she keeps her positive attitude uh, she keeps her faith and um, you know she and I know that she will conquer this disease. You know, she will be a real life superheroine, a real life Wonder Woman. So, Arlene, this episode's for you. Alrighty, so like I said, we're looking at episode three of Batwoman. And again, I apologize for getting it out there a little bit late because I know uh, if you're downloading this the day I'm putting it out, yes, episode four is coming out later on today. Uh, I do apologize for that. But uh, if you have not seen episode three, down, 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 please stop now because I'm going to be spoiling the heck out of it. Um, what I'm finding is just like last week with uh, the title, The Rabbit Hole, down, down, down is actually, I mean, the title really actually seems to kind of fit the chapter to fit the story. Um, so last week, it's sort of like we took a look inside the rabbit hole. We kind of entered the rabbit hole. That is Alice, Allison, uh, who was really Beth, or is she? Uh, Beth and Kate's relationship. You know, I mean, we really kind of, kind of like took a step into this world. We're now descending into it. Uh, we're really descending down. We're beginning to see glimpses of the origin of Alice a bit. Uh, you know, we do get, uh, in this episode, we do see Alice, uh, sleeping and having a very graphic nightmare, uh, where she's descending down. See what I did there into a basement. Uh, as we hear passages from Alice in Wonderland being read, uh, presumably by her it's it's almost like she's kind of doing a voiceover um and she finds something pretty horrifying down there it almost almost looks like a face uh kate kate is descending down 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 into her role as batwoman uh speaking of descending down we get a new character descending upon gotham city and that is thomas elliott now thomas elliott is in the comics thomas elliott is a very rich young man. Uh, his wealth probably rivals that of Bruce Wayne. He is also a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne's. Now, in the comics, he is hush. It doesn't appear that they're going to be doing that here, but you never know. But he is descending upon Gotham, and he is looking for Bruce Wayne. Um, like I said, we're, we're seeing more of the descent down, down, down into madness that is Alice. Um, we're also kind of seeing, you know, perhaps the descent, the going down, down, down of the relationship between Sophie and her husband. And, you know, I'm going to talk about this a bit more at the end. Catherine, Kate's stepmom, Mary's mother, uh, married to Jacob, What's going on there? I'd like to descend uh, a little further down, down, down. Okay, I'm going to stop that, I promise. But I would like to, to get a little bit more into uh, what her deal is because, yeah, 
there's something that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, you know, just like most shows, uh, when when it starts, they kind of you know previously on Batwoman, and something that was interesting that I I, I actually kind of missed uh, last week in uh, the rabbit hole is when um, you know Kate was so determined to find Beth um, when Jacob finally said to her, you know, look, they found these remains uh, remains of a human skull at this farm, and we had it tested. You know, the DNA came back, and it's Beth. It's actually Catherine and, and Catherine's defense or security firm. It was actually her or her firm that found it. I don't know how I missed that last time, but, uh, you know, when I saw it or when I, I should say when I heard it here, um, I was kind of like, okay, mystery deepens, you know. Beth was declared dead by Catherine, you know, and apparently she's she's not dead. She's back as Alice. I mean, I think that's pretty clear now. And Catherine is 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 hell bent. She is hell bent on getting rid of Alice slash Beth. So yeah, this is this is getting really really interesting. So like I said, we got a few things going on here. I really love the way this episode begins. Is um, we see Kate uh, pretty much sitting there uh, at Wayne Enterprises. Uh, we got a couple things going on. First of all, she's paged there by Luke because there was a break-in in, in, in the tech division. Uh, it seems something very important was stolen. It was actually a prototype weapon that Bruce slash Batman was developing. Um, Luke pretty much gives her a demonstration. Uh, he fires a Desert Eagle, you know, at pretty close range at the Batsuit. Bounces off as if it was a Nerf gun, you know. Is that the most powerful handgun there is out there? Child's play to the bat suit. Uh, he pretty much takes out a prototype of what is a railgun, something that was stolen from Wayne Enterprises, and shows that it could really cleanly blow a hole right through the suit. Batman being Batman, you know, he was like, one of these days, my suit, my tech is going to fall into the wrong hands. I have to have, like, Batman has to have a countermeasure for everything. Batman even has to have a countermeasure for himself. So, you know, if he were to go rogue or if the suit were to get stolen, he's got a backup plan. Well, now that backup plan is stolen. You think it would be Alice, but like I said, there's a new player in town. As, uh, you know, this is where we get the introduction to Thomas Elliot. He comes in and he is all about he is all about one upping Bruce, five upping Bruce, ten upping Bruce if he can. Uh, he recently purchased a building not too far from Wayne Enterprises, and it's taller. Of course, of course, it's taller. I mean, rich guys comparing the size of their buildings. Uh, I mean, this is what we're getting here. Uh, you know, and, you know, Kate's, Kate's a little, Kate's a little, you know, I thought you and Bruce were buds. What's going on here? A little hostility there. And he's just like, well, I know Bruce is back in town. He's like, how do you know Bruce is back in town? Kate gets suspicious because, you know, with her, I don't want to say parading around, but with her, you know, flying around the city dressed as a bat, uh, you know, that's, that's the word on the street is that Batman is back. So, all of a sudden, Thomas Elliott shows up, buys a building right across from Wayne Enterprises. There's a break-in at Wayne Enterprises with a weapon that can kill Batman, essentially. And he's like, Bruce is back in town. I know he's back in town. He can't hide it. I just know it. I know he's back in town. So, Kate, of course, is very, very suspicious. But she can't think about that for too long. Because all of a sudden, the bat signal goes off with shadow puppets. Of course, it is Alice. Uh, we get a great little exchange here because she's like, Alice is sort of like, hey, whoa, hmm, hmm, hey, I uh, thought the Batman would show up. I mean, she knows. Kate knows she knows. Uh, you know, and really what we get here is, you know, 
she's basically telling Kate, like, yeah, look, good, you figured it out, I am Beth, now, you know, drop it, okay, you know, Beth is gone, Beth is dead, Alice is here, you know, stay out of my plan, stay out of the suit, you know, I'm here for one thing and one thing only, she's, she's pretty much saying, like, she's here pretty much to exact revenge upon her father, but she does say to Kate, I have plans for you, my dear, so we gotta wait and see what's going on with that, um, but she's like, you know, hey, you know, look, you got my you got my boyfriend there, Dodson. Dodson, Dodson, we got Dodson here. See? Nobody cares. <laughs> and guess what? Alice doesn't really care. Well, she does care. She's like, look, I want him back. And Kate's like, well, prove it to me. Prove to me you can be good. No killing. 24 hours. And I'll think about giving him back to you. Alice reluctantly agrees. So what we get here basically is 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 we get uh, you know, there's a rail gun out there. Uh, you know, initially you would think it might be Alice, but, you know, Kate very correctly assumes or correctly deduces, is she going to be the world's greatest detective? Let's see. That Thomas Elliot is the one that has it. He is actually throwing a gala to open this new building. You know, his structure is bigger than Bruce's structure. You know, that's going to be this type of party. And, uh, you know, well, Bruce isn't in town, but Kate will more than be happy to take this up because she's going to do a little investigating. And I kind of like this. You see, I like that, like I said, we're getting we're getting Kate's kind of descent into becoming Batwoman. I mean, she hasn't really taken up that mantle yet. She's, she's essentially using Batman's gear and, you know, his suit, his tech and everything because she wanted to see, you know, is Alice Beth, you know. That's what she's looking for. Uh, she initially put it on really, really to rescue Sophie, uh, you know, but now she, now she really realizes that, look, you know, I, I have a big responsibility here. People think that Batman is back. Well, I'm not Batman, but you know, I can't just leave that void again because, you know, she knows that, look, you know, Thomas Elliott's back. Clearly he's the one that stole the rail gun. You know, he is looking to kill, he's looking to kill Batman you know, if Batman doesn't show up, you know, then then we got we got problems here, you know, and, and she doesn't want to do this to the city. You know, as much as initially as it was, you know, finding out is Beth still alive, saving Sophie, you know, part of it is, and we kind of saw this last year in Elseworld's Finest, or I should say Elseworld, I'm sorry, Elseworld's Finest, of course, is the podcast that my daughter Diana does, but in Elseworld's last year, when, uh, you know, when the Super Friends when they all went over to Gotham, I mean, that's what Batwoman was all about. She's like, Batman's gone. I'm here. I'm protecting this city. Bruce loved this city. I love it just as much. And we're starting to really see that now. You know, it's no longer about personal stuff with her. You know, she's got to take up the role of the Bat. But first, she's got to prove Thomas stole the rail gun. You know, he's the one in possession of it. So she shows up to the party. And you know what? Let me tell you something kudos here to ruby rose uh she shows up to a very very fancy party in you know and i'm no expert here i'm sure if diana listens she's gonna say i'm probably using all the wrong terms whatever but i mean she has got some serious lesbian chic going on here i mean she is looking good you know she has got the suit she's got the one ear i mean she this, uh, let me tell you something ruby rose kate kane call her what you want <laughs> this lady knows how to dress and she is looking really really good by the way sophie trying to inch her way back into kate's life uh you know clearly you know i, I don't know i don't know what's going on with this marriage that she has like all of a sudden she likes guys now she's bisexual i mean yes she very well could be i mean you know 
we know that Kate, you know, Kate is a lesbian. Firm, you know, firm, firmly entrenched in it. I, I was at a loss for words there. I do apologize. But, you know, I mean, she's a proud lesbian. Sophie seemed to be the same way. But when circumstances changed, she kind of turned her back on Kate. She turned her back on that lifestyle. She married a man, you know, in the company uh, who, you know, her former lover's father owns and runs. And she wants a good position there. And this is the thing that's kind of weird because it doesn't really seem that, you know, in this reality, in this world, that lesbianism is, is, is taboo at all. I mean, it's no secret that Kate was a lesbian, or Kate is a lesbian, I should say, um, and that she was dating Sophie. I mean, you know, Mary brings it up at the breakfast table a couple episodes back. She's like, you know, can we talk about the elephant in the room? You know, what's going on with Sophie, you know? pretty much dating Kate and now she's married hello I mean so clearly it's not taboo I mean she's not you know Jacob has not shunned her for it um and you know and what we're about to see here at this party I mean it really doesn't seem to be that big of a deal but yet it seems that Sophie is going to kind of do what she needs to do to get ahead and that means taking a husband and So she wants to kind of interject herself back more into Kate's life. Well, she does that by requesting a special assignment. You know, clearly Alice is targeting Jacob and his family. So that means Mary. Mary is very, very vulnerable right now. She's really not. Mary can take very good care of herself. And, of course, Kate Kate will have her back. But, you know, she now becomes Mary's bodyguard. And, my God, does she put, you know, she puts the clamps on her life. Uh, you know, the secret clinic that she runs, well, we're going to have to put that on hold for a little bit. Uh, even socializing. I mean, we see her at what I assume is Gotham University. Um, you know, she's out there in the quad and cute guy walks by and she gives a wave and, uh, Sophie kind of steps into view, like move along buddy. And she's just like, F, <laughs> you know, she's just like, what, why are you doing this to me? What's going on? you know, <laughs> and, you know, she's just like, uh, she's just like, you know, well, yeah, security risk, this and that, by the way, how's Kate doing? And she's like, why do you care? She's like, oh no, I don't care. I told Kate to move on, you know, this and that, but, uh, how's Kate doing? So we're going to jump ahead to the party. So big party going on, uh, you know, Kate shows up and, uh, she meets a bartender there by the name of Regan, a uh, very lovely young girl, clearly very smitten with Kate. Kate does find her very attractive as well. Regan also being an excellent bartender, she could really read people. Uh, you know, she kind of knows what's going on with Kate and, and her thoughts and feelings. Uh, she gives a pretty accurate description to Thomas Elliot. Basically, he's a slime and sleazeball and he's a jerk. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, by the end of the episode, uh, you know, Kate's getting those digits from her uh, because she's such a good bartender. She's like, I know you're into me. I'm clearly into you, so call you later. Uh, of course, Sophie saw all this going down, and, uh, well, whatever. I mean, look, you t- turned your back on that. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, you know, she pretty much confronts, you know, she uh, she she, she kind of causes a little bit of a diversion here, and, uh, you know, she, she basically lets it be known that she and Bruce, wink, wink, know that, Thomas stole the railgun, and uh, you know what we get here is uh, she 
she pretty much follows him she confronts him he does have the rail gun but basically what he says is he's holding everybody in this party pretty much hostage uh he sets off the alarm so of course everybody is going to flee into the elevators uh you know and then what he does is uh you know he starts to detonate the cables and he basically tells kate you know if bruce batman isn't here in an hour i'm dropping elevators and to prove his point he drops one like a service elevator essentially full of uh you know full of waiters waitresses whatnot and uh you know kate is like i gotta do something about this you know this this has gone on long enough you know if if batman doesn't show up or a bat doesn't show up i mean this isn't good gotham gotham is just gonna spiral back down into that you know that black hole that it was living the three years when bruce was gone so you know what we get here is um Sophie and Mary and uh, Sophie's husband are trapped in one of the elevators. And while they're trapped there, he kind of brings up, he's like, hey, talk to your buddy Kate there. You know, you guys never mentioned you went to military school together. And she's like, huh, what? No, I didn't. Uh, We were kind of sort of friends. Uh, Not really. She's like, yeah, even if you were kind of sort of friends, I mean, he's the boss's daughter. You know, she's the boss's daughter. You never mentioned it. And Mary is just there in the middle like, you know, I am not saying a word. Well, they do get out. And it's it's actually funny because uh, they pry the elevator door opens. They're trapped between floors. Hubby gets out. Sophie gets out. Sophie turns around to help Mary. And Mary's like, I wasn't going to say anything. You know, like, please don't leave me in here. Uh, We actually see how good of a doctor that Mary is. And Sophie really realizes that Mary isn't just a socialite. Because when they come down, the EMTs are taking care of people there. And she sees a woman up against the wall that the EMTs are like, she's fine. Leave her. And, you know, Mary goes over and she's like, "Uh, she's got a subdural hematoma here. EMT comes back. He's like, my God, you're right. You know, Mary's for real here, people. Okay. Um, like I said, Kate realizes that a bat has to make a presence, but it's not going to be Batman. She finally realizes she's got to do it her way. So this is where we get the first full on appearance of Batwoman, the red wig, bright red lipstick, you know, the, the, the red bat logo, red trim on it. We get the appearance of Batwoman. And let me tell you something. As much as she is like Batman, Batwoman is definitely her own hero. Um, she uses a lot of his techniques, uh, you know, the fear. I mean, we see Thomas on, he's he's on the roof with the rail gun. Uh, he's clearly waiting for Batman. We get the flutter of the cape, you know, something in the corner of your eye. What was that? You know, spinning around, spinning around. You know, she definitely is playing on that, but she confronts him, and she confronts him in her own style here. Um, and what we get here is really, really funny, is, you know, Luke developed a countermeasure to it. Uh, it's basically a charge in the gauntlet. And he's like, you charge the gauntlet, right? And she's like wait what (laughs) you know and he's like uh yeah i'm gonna charge it for you now stall for 30 seconds so you know clearly kate's got a lot to learn but you know she she manages uh to disarm thomas he he is promptly arrested uh and like i said we do get the first appearance of batwoman now before all this is going on pretty much before all hell breaks loose uh beth pretty much breaks into jacob and Catherine's apartment uh she kills the security guard there she pretty much makes herself at home and she calls her father playing on beth's cello uh a concerto from bach that is pretty much you know like jacob said that was their song and she says you know i'm really here you know you forgot all about me i'm here to make you remember me um that's pretty much why you know jacob wants to evacuate and when they finally do get back to the apartment, uh, you know, he tells her, he's like, Alice called me from here. 
uh, he was pl- you know she was playing uh, Beth's cello, uh, a song that was really only kind of meant for us. Uh, Catherine sees on her vanity table three cards, and you know I'm kind of kicking myself. Uh, I didn't really look it over. It kind of looked like three aces or or like a jack and an ace, something like that. Um, you know, if, if you've watched the episode, go back, see if you can kind of take a look at it. But clearly it means something to her. She wipes him off the table and she pretty much goes right up to Jacob. She's like, look, this is Alice. She's not Beth. you got to take her down. you got to kill her. Catherine is very vested in the destruction of Alice. Uh, she was the one responsible for stealing the knife that would have proven that you know, Alice is Beth. Beth is Alice. Uh, would had it would have had her DNA on it. Uh, she was the one that stole it and pretty much had it destroyed. Like I said, she was the one that found the quote unquote remains of Beth. Uh, Catherine is definitely into some shady stuff here. But what I like here at the end is we 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 get the first really full on appearance of Batwoman. Uh, she appears atop of a skyscraper there in Gotham uh you know and what we get and we've been getting this you know every single episode uh gossip columnist Vesper Fairchild uh doing voiceovers uh you know as if on a radio perhaps a podcast uh you know a a morning news something whatever always giving the gossip on Gotham and she talks about the first appearance she's like you know apparently we got a new bat in town but what do we call her you know bat chick bat babe and uh you know some Standerbys or passerbys uh, are looking, and a woman looks up, and she's like, "No, Batwoman." Interesting thing is, you know, I'm hearing this voice of Vesper Fairchild, and I can't get it out of my head. I'm like, I know, I know this voice. I look it up. She is voiced by none other than MSNBC. I don't want to say correspondent. I mean, she hosts her own show, Rachel Maddow. Now, this is pretty significant because if you get the trade paperback of uh, Elegy, which the first season of Batwoman is is, is based on, uh, Rachel Maddow writes a forward. Rachel Maddow is actually a fan of Batwoman. Uh, she's, she's a big fan of the character. And she wrote a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful forward about it. And one of the things that she talks about... And it kind of comes up again here in this episode, and it's 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 kind of a thing, you know, between Kate and Sophie that's really been going on. Is this whole thing about uh, the two of them at this military academy, you know, getting caught, and you know, basically, you know, look, uh, if you say you're not a lesbian, if you say you know you don't engage in in, in this deviant behavior, you can stay in school. In Elegy. Uh, you know, like I had said, it was uh, Kate was actually at West Point. Kate was actually weeks away from graduating West Point, like with honors, just about. I mean, you know, she was probably going to be one of the top cadets there. Uh, her father, Jacob, of course, is a lifelong military man. Um, you know, and there's no Sophie in this one. It's it's just uh it's it's just a fellow cadet that she gets involved with. She does get caught and she's pretty much given that offer. It's like, look, you know, we know who your dad is. You know, Jacob Kane, he's he, he's a big deal. He's a big deal in the military. So we're gonna give this to you. You just you just say you didn't engage in this um, you know, behavior unbecoming of an officer or whatever it is. Basically it's like, look, deny the fact that you're a lesbian, you stay in school, you graduate, you're gonna have a great military career. Kate has to stay true to herself. You know, we saw it here on the show where she pretty much tore that offer up and she's like, the hell with this. Like, I, I am as much as I want to, you know, I, I love this school and, you know, I want to get through it. 
I don't need this. You know, I am who I am, and I'm never going to be ashamed of that. And, you know, Rachel Maddow pointed that out in, in her foreword uh, for Elegy that, you know, it, it's poignant. It's poignant because she took a stand. I mean, she she essentially had a pretty significant military career ahead of her. I mean, she was an excellent cadet at West Point. She was going on to great things, but she had to stay true to herself. What makes it even better is, and again, this is the comics. This is not in the in the TV show, but in the comics, when uh, she pretty much, you know, tells them, thanks but no thanks, you know, I am who I am. I'm, I'm you know, if, if I sign the statement that, you know, I am not a lesbian, essentially, you know, I'm lying, which is, you know, I mean, that's that's part of our, you know, core beliefs here. You know, you don't lie. Cadets don't lie. Well, I'm not lying. And she goes home and faces her father, who, like I said, is a huge deal, huge deal in the military. And she's very frank with him. She tells him what happens. And, you know, like he, he asks her, he just asks her, He's like, you know, did you do this to be rebellious or, or is this the truth? You know, you you didn't sign it because, you know, you are what they say you are. And she said, yes. And he goes, well, you know what? You still have your honor and you still have your integrity. And that is good enough for me. And I'm getting a little choked up here on that because, I mean, it, it's really, really good. I mean, like he said is, you know that's, you know, that's not what the military is about. The military is not about sweeping this stuff under the rug. It's about honor and it's about integrity. That's a big part of it. And that's what he basically tells her is he's like, you know, if if you didn't sign that because it's true what they say about you and you were not going to lie to protect yourself, you know, then, you know, look, you, you may not have graduated West Point, but you are probably one of the greatest cadets I've ever seen. And it's just a beautiful thing. And it's really great that they're having Rachel Maddow, you know, doing doing this, you know, doing the voice of Vesper, Vesper Fairchild. Uh, you know, maybe we'll actually get an appearance of Vesper Fairchild. That would be pretty interesting, pretty interesting sorry, to see Rachel Maddow in that role. Well, like I said, I, I, I think this show, it's definitely picking up pace. I mean, Crisis on Infinite Earth is it's it's looming it's right around the corner it's 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 mere weeks away and uh you know this is really going to be interesting because i really can't wait for the reunion of of kara and and kate <laughs> essentially um because if, remember if you watched elseworlds uh last year uh when they met with one another uh you know they pretty much knew right off the bat you know you know you know, Car knew Kate was Batwoman. You know, Kate knew Car was Supergirl, and they were just like, "Ah, the heck with it!" And, and you know, and 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 Car actually says, "Look, you know what? Our cousins work together fine. We could do it too." To which, you know, Kate replies, "World's world's finest." You know, and I I I would actually like to see the two of them reunite. I think it's going to be really really good. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know podcast is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about. I'll occasionally throw a poll up there. And uh, I don't know, maybe some other fun stuff as well. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.